Welcome to Ressa's Take. I'm so glad you're here. Each week, we will tackle some common challenges that we all often experience in life, and I'll share my take on the topic, along with some of my learnings from my own experiences. This is all about navigating life together and unlocking our best selves one conversation at a time. Hello, everybody. It's your girl, Ressa. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ressa's Take. I've been anxiously awaiting today's episode because I'm joined by my best friend, Monique. I will introduce her in just a moment, but let's talk a little bit about why I invited her to join me today. Today's episode is about the power of having strong friendships in your life. A common theme across many of the episodes we've had so far has been the impact that your closest relationships can have on your life. They can either lift you up and have a positive impact on your life, or they can bring you down and just add to your problems. It's so important that we're intentional about the people that we let into our lives. So friends should be people that support you, encourage you, and be there for you. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they always agree with you, but whenever they do have a different view than yours, or if they happen to call you out on some of your actions, you know it's coming from a place of love and not a place of jealousy or anything malicious. And sadly, those types of friends are really hard to come by these days. I feel like friendships these days have become so focused on the surface, like a general vibe, but not much deeper than that. I remember overhearing a group of girls talking one time when I was in line at at a store, I was shopping for something. And this one girl was explaining something that was going on with her. And her friend literally goes, girl, ain't nobody got time to be that deep. You are ruining the mood. Now, I don't have context on what her concerns were and if it was petty or if she actually needed attention. But either way, like you don't need people in your life that are going to dismiss you like that. Finding good friends is so hard, but I am so grateful to have my girl Mo with me here today. We've been best friends for over 20 years. She's my roll dog, my homie, my fellow baddie with a fatty. Hey, go best friend. That's my best friend. That's my best friend. (laughs) But I'm just so grateful to have you in my life, even in times where our friendship grew distant because, you know, you grow up, you go to college, there's other things happening on in your life, but we're back at it like we never left. And even being 800 miles apart, we don't go a day without at least texting or DMing each other. So Mo, welcome to Ressa's Take. I'm so excited to have you here today. Before we get into today's conversation, can you take a minute or two just to let the listeners know a little bit about you? Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so proud of you. So a little bit about me. I am a energetic bubbly personality. I enjoy having a good time. I believe in living life to the fullest. Um, And I believe in like learning your lessons and moving forward. Um, And I have to say that part of the reason and the way I was able to land on being who I am today is through my friendship with you, Teresa. So I'm really happy to like talk about our friendship and have this conversation with you today. Girl, you already got started. Okay. (laughs) Um, I love that. And I love you. Um, It's going to be a love fest today, y'all. So just get ready. (laughs) So before we get into the overall topic of friendship today, and you just kind of started there, I thought it would be really good for us to start by talking about our friendship. So we met when we were in 10th grade, and we just clicked on a lot of things. One of the things that drew me to Mo was that I just really felt like I could be myself around her. Like, I remember, 
you know, we were both young. We didn't know what the hell we were doing. And we were finding ourselves at what, like 14, 15 years old. And we had several classes together and ended up being in dance class together. And I just remember like Mo was just always a vibe. She was always down with like some quirky things that I was down with too. And I just felt like I found my person. Like I just hadn't found anybody that I clicked with like that. But um, what about you, Mo? What do you remember about when we first met? What made you want to be friends with your girl, Ressa? Oh my gosh. When we first met, I had just moved to that area and to that high school the year before. And I remember when I met you, you were so real. And it cracked me up because I was like, she's not trying to front. She's not trying to be like what people would expect. Like, she's like, listen, this is what it is. And it actually encouraged me to be myself and to be real because I feel like, you know, so many people in high school, they're trying to fit a mold. They're trying to be cool. They want to be perceived a certain way. So it was really refreshing to meet someone who was like, listen, this is who I am. Take it or leave it. And it was so much fun fun because I'm like, ah, there's no like, there's no weight with this. Like we just are who we are. Absolutely. And that makes me feel real good. Cause for the listeners that have been along this restless take journey with me, I talked about my challenges in high school. So I just feel really good to see that Mo saw me for who I was. And that just speaks to the, the breadth and the depth of our friendship. I really feel our friendship, or I mean, it's obvious our friendship has stood the test of time and that's really rare. How do you think you know, over those 20 years that our friendship, how do you think it's evolved or how has it changed now that we've gotten older? If you want to answer and then I'll share some of my thoughts too. I think one thing that has helped us to withstand this test of time is that we were both focused on character building. I see some people like they, they want to be perceived as like, like we said, cool, or they want to be perceived as the man or whatever, or the woman, but they don't want to work on themselves. Mm. One thing we both individually knew we wanted to do was always improve ourselves and our character. And so I think when life would happen, when there'd be times where we weren't able to connect as much, like, you know, one person moves, like you said, college, whatever. I think that as life went on, we still would reflect inwardly and say, like, how can I improve? And we'd look at situations and say, like, how can I do better? I remember one particular time we hadn't talked for like a really long time. But I don't remember exactly how long, but it was longer than usual because we used to talk every day. Mm -hmm. And I remember we messaged back and forth with one another and decided to go out to eat and really have like a real conversation, just catching up. Like, how are you? How have you been? And it stood out to me because I feel like sometimes people can feel a way like, oh, I haven't heard from this person. So I'm just going to make the decision to be angry with them and hold a grudge. And instead we both were like, I love this person. I don't know why we haven't been in contact. Let's talk and find out. And when we talked, So much had happened to legitimately keep us from being able to connect. And I was so grateful that we both had forgiveness in our heart that we hadn't connected for so long. Absolutely. I remember that too. But it's one of those things that I feel separates just the average friendship from those really deep friendships. Because, I mean, we could go a long time without talking and we pick up, right? Like we never left. When I think back on how our friendship has changed or evolved. Agree with everything you said. And another thing I would add is I feel like 
as we've gotten older and grown into ourselves and found ourselves as women and just, you know, working towards our purpose, identifying what our purpose is, I just feel like I've seen our friendship also evolve in a way where we're learning each other in new ways too. And now, you know, we're in our mid thirties and I hate saying that out loud, but we're in our mid thirties, but you know what, whatever, we're bad. (laughs) But yeah, so I just feel like now we have a little bit more sense on, you know, who we are as a person. And I feel like now we almost know each other as a whole person, if that makes sense. Like when you're a teenager, like, you know, your best friends in one, you know, understand each other in one way. And then you start to grow up and you understand each other a little bit more. And now I just feel like I know Mo. Right. And like, I feel we're just kindred spirits. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And we're not afraid to be vulnerable with one another. We give one another the grace and the time to, if you're not ready to be vulnerable about this, I'm saying this in reflection. I think that as our friendship got closer and like, as we were friends even longer, we would give one another grace so that we could open up and be vulnerable when we're ready. And if you weren't ready, it was okay. When you are ready, I'm here. Yeah. Not even goes into the next question I was going to ask, which is, you know, as we get older and life gets more complicated, we've been there to support each other through life's ups and downs and through different tough times. And I was going to ask you, you know, what role does friendship play during those times? And you've somewhat answered that a little bit in terms of knowing when to lean in and knowing when to just be there beside that person to just be present in a moment where they know that you're there if you need them. And I think another thing I would add is the way that friendship shows up as like gets more complicated. I think now it's an even better form of reflection. Yeah. You can learn who you are and like, we can't see our own noses. I always like that, that um, phrase to remind myself, like we have a view of ourselves but we can't see our own nose. Only someone else can see it. And so through friendships, it's a tool to reflect on yourself, on your decisions, on your character, on your goals, because, you know, birds of a feather flock together. And so by looking at your friendships, you get to really understand yourself and have a view of basically of your nose that you wouldn't have had without having these um, important people in your life. Yeah, I love that. So let's shift gears to more general questions about friendship. So I don't know about you, but to me, it feels like so many people use the word friend really loosely. Like, of course, there are a lot of people that I get along with, but I feel like, like, I don't understand how people say they have 10 best friends. Like, to me, that just doesn't add up in my head. And I just feel like, how did you find three? Like, you know what I mean? Let alone having 10. Like, it, right. like what is it you define as a best friend? Like, I just get so lost with that because I feel like people just throw this term around or maybe I just have super high standards. I don't know. But I'm just curious, like, does that resonate with you? Or like, what are your thoughts when people have like a million friends or just throw that word around? Confession. I will say that I think I throw around the word friend easily. Oh, that's my okay. friend. Like, you know, like, and I think it's because I think of it like we're friendly with one another, right? So that's my friend. But best friend, not at all. Yeah. Totally different. Like, there's a, you got to cross an ocean, a couple oceans, you know, some deserts, and, you know, you got to be like doing cartwheels or something on 
on burning sands or something before you get to like best friend level, which so maybe like throwing around friends isn't the safest thing to do. But best friend and friend for me, like totally different. Um, And best friend is like held in much more of a higher regard. But I do bring up an excellent point, right? Because I didn't really think about it until you posed that question. And maybe we do need to be more careful because maybe I don't want to be setting up an expectation with someone that maybe they don't see friend the way I see friend. And I don't want to be disappointed that I don't see them in that regard or as high of a regard as maybe they see the word friend. Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting because what you just described is the reason that I'm so like, I might safeguard it too much if I'm being honest. And I think some of that is just because of what I've been through with friendships growing up. I just feel like for me to even let you close to my business, to my circle, to my being, like there's like a couple of different things that I think we need to go through because other than that, to me, I just, I think it's a trust thing. So I think For me, I'm probably too far on one end versus the other. But the other thing with me is it's like I have a version of what I think that means and they might have a different version of what I think that means. And then they might think I'm a shitty friend when I didn't even think we were close like that to begin with. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do also admire how selective you are. And I believe that that has paid off. I mean, I would even say I have benefited from you being selective because I know that if you bring someone to me and you're like, Hey, this person's cool. Like I'm not going to get fluff. I know that they're not going to have like a certain kind of character, et cetera, because you are selective about who's in your circle. Oh, well, that's nice. That makes me feel a little bit better about that. <laughs> so if you think about the friendships that you've had over the years, what do you define as a good friendship? And what qualities do you think are most important to find in a friend? Let's talk about this. Yes. (laughs) The first thing that came to mind, I hear more of with female friendships. Although I know this does take place in male friendships. It just can look a little different. Maybe more passive in female than male. But competition. Mm -hmm. I hate competition amongst friends. If you are a competitive person and you're like, it's a friendly competition, fine, you know, whatever floats your boat. But when it's like this blind competition, like I'm going to try to just be better than my friend, like you're setting a really shaky foundation to the friendship because how are they supposed to feel supported when they need you? Like, how are they supposed to be vulnerable with you if they're afraid that their vulnerability is going to be taken advantage of? Mm -hmm. I can't stand that. And I think that because you were so real from the beginning, it helped to eliminate that feeling from the beginning of our friendship and set that foundation. Also, you know, I touched on vulnerability. That's a given. But I think that one thing that we struggle with and what keeps us sometimes with being vulnerable is that we're not always real with ourselves. Mm -hmm. So if you want a good friend, like be a good friend to yourself and be real with yourself first. And sometimes that is so painful. Like, listen, I've had to like turn off the lights, be in the shower, cry it out, you know, be in the most embarrassed, like just look a mess because 
I'm taking that time to just be a mess and and reflect on myself and be honest with myself about what I'm disappointed about, about whatever decisions I've made, however I'm feeling. But I realize like once you do that, the only place you can go from there is up. Like you've got to let yourself hit rock bottom. And you, you can do that and be honest with yourself when you show up with other people it won't hurt so much when they want to give you friendly feedback or real yeah. feedback or they want to support you. It won't be so hard to admit, I need support with X, Y, Z because you were real with yourself first. Yeah. I, uh, I agree with everything you just said. So first point around competition, ugh. like I am not with that. Like that is one of, so we were talking earlier about the things that stood out, like moments where we knew that you and I were best friends. Like for me, that was one of the big solidifying pieces. It was one of the first friendships I had where I didn't feel like we were in competition with each other. And like, I just feel like I've always just as growing up, it was like, who's getting more attention, et cetera, et cetera. And I just, I don't want to compete. I just want to chill. Like, and I just, I never had that with you. And I think that's real hard to find. So definitely agree with that. And that vulnerability piece for sure for all of the reasons that you mentioned and even connected to the competition part, because if I struggle with insecurity or if I am struggling with my career and it's not getting where I want it to go and my friend gets this amazing opportunity, if I'm not in touch with the vulnerability that I have within myself and with my own feelings and align there, I'm going to project how I'm feeling, which is going to probably be jealousy and all of that and not be supporting my friends in the way that I need. So I totally agree with you, like being more in tune with yourself and being a friend to yourself and just not relying so much on other people, but first starting with you so you can be a good friend to others. I love that. Thanks, girl. <laughs> I love you. Love you, girl. <laughs> if I could just add this one last part too, yes. that's also where you find like, well, you brought up the example of like the career, like maybe the one friend has a good job and the other one is really struggling. That's also where your strength can be. Like if you're real with yourself and you're like, I don't like this job. I don't like where I'm at. That's your opportunity to say friend or best friend. Let's be real. Best friend. Can you help me? Or this is how I'm feeling about my job. I admire what you were able to do. How can I improve and be better? That goes the wrong way. A lot of people can't do that. Or at least I, I don't witness it that often. So I'm grateful every day for you, girlfriend. <laughs> We're grateful. We can we can have a real friendship with each other and have those moments. A little bit of a build on this in terms of, you know, being a friend to yourself. So that way you can be a good friend to others. I feel like something I'm seeing a lot more of lately, it's always been around, but something I'm seeing a lot more of lately are people that almost boast about feeling like they don't need anybody. Like they're fine all by themselves. Like, what do you think about that? Are friendships necessary? Oh my gosh. I see that more and more often too. And it bothers me so much. People need one another, right? Mm -hmm. And we thrive off of having the support of others around us, the security of people that we know, that we know and love supporting us. So when people try to say they don't need anyone, it actually makes me sad Mm -hmm. because I'm like, that means you've lost hope and that you feel so betrayed that you're doing this by yourself and you're telling yourself that you can make it by yourself, like a survival tactic. Friendships are absolutely necessary. 
And I would say healthy friendships Mm -hmm. are absolutely necessary. Healthy best friendships at most are absolutely necessary. Um, I always tell people, and I know I've told your family this, that I am a better person because of my friendship with with you. And I still 100% stand on that, 100%. And I feel like sometimes people don't reach their full potential because they don't find Aressa. And they've got to find Aressa. Girl, you're going to make me cry on camera. (laughs) It's true. Oh, my goodness. Well, that's so sweet on so many levels. And it just is an example. And not because of you just said nice things about me, but because of what you just said, like, it's just an example of like how deep friendship can go and how much we, you and I have been able to just help each other be our best selves, quite honestly, like just the amount of crap and just ugh that you were able to help me pull out of and vice versa. It just always strikes me when people say that like they don't need anybody. And I'm going to talk about this a little bit on the episode after this one. But like, let that hurt go. Because it's just screaming that you need healing. If you if you really feel like you need to be alone and it's not going to help anybody, including yourself. So I really hope that as people listen to this episode and they're able to see what a healthy friendship can look like and what a healthy friendship can do, hopefully it'll help change their mind because, you know, obviously you got to work through the healing. You got to unpack similar to what you said, Mo, like just get in there and understand like, what is it that I'm dealing with? Get vulnerable with yourself. And you just kind of have to put yourself out there and try to meet others. But to your point, healthy friendships. Um Because that can definitely, it can turn your world around. Like, I just feel like for me and all of the ups and downs that I've had, like, without you there, it just would have been either something just would not have turned out as they did because I needed my Mo or, you know, I could have went a different path. Who knows? Because friendships just play such an important part that like your family and your spouse, if you're married, just can't play sometimes. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. Okay, Mo. So wh- another question here. So having friendships, let alone maintaining friendships as adults can be tough. Careers, families, and just overall priorities can make balancing friendships hard. So can you talk a little bit about how you maintain and nurture the friendships while balancing all of your responsibilities in life? I almost feel like my my best friends are an extension of me. Hmm. So, and I mean, I'll explain that more. Um, so I'm a mother of two small boys. And when I was pregnant with both of them, I really thought about who, if God forbid, if anything happened to me, who I felt would have the moral character, the love, like who would I want to be their mother if I wasn't there? Mm. And I thought of like two of my best friends. And I was like, it's because when you you know, they hold the same values as you, you know, that they would honor you, you know, that they would honor your children. Like, you know, that you could leave them in their care and you wouldn't have to worry about how they're being treated. And so I think of my friendships like not as a burden that I have to stay connected and and figure out how to like work it into the craziness of life. It's like 
I think of them as of my best friends as people that um, anchor me, right? When I'm having a crazy day, they know me. They know how to encourage me. They know how to support me. Um, they know how to just make me laugh. Like I love to laugh and it's such a release for me. They know how to allow me to grieve. They're a safe place for me to be vulnerable. And that's really important. You know, family, as much as you may love your family, they may not always feel like those things. They may not always feel like a safe place to be vulnerable. They may not always feel like a, a great support system. And that's natural. I think we all have someone in our family or have that experience with family. But with your chosen friendships, you should have that. And so, you know, plenty of times we're not able to check in as often as we may want to because maybe I'm busy with the kids or, you know, co-parenting, et cetera. But you've always given grace and been like, girl, when you need me, I'm here, you know, and, um, and vice versa, you know, my family loves UT. So they crack me up. Cause it's like, every once in a while, they're like, how's T, you know, don't let her be down here by herself too long. Do you need anything? You're like, God forbid an emergency. My family would throw me in a suitcase and on a plane. And I would be there. So it's like with the right friendships, yeah. um, it can help make it more well-rounded and be less of a balancing game. I never looked at friendship from that lens. Like I agree with everything you said, but I never saw it from the lens of like friendship being ex being an extension of yourself. And when you're able to view it that way, it takes the pressure off of like, oh, did I check in with Teresa? Have I talked to so-and-so? Like, I love that. I think that's very practical. Thanks, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a question that I have a personal perspective on. But before I share mine, well, you know, I got a personal perspective on everything. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But before I share my thoughts, I'd love to hear yours. Do you think it's possible to have too many friends? Is having a lot of friends a bad thing? Is there more value in having a close knit circle? I have a thought on this. Okay. And immediately I thought of someone I was really close with in college and they had a lot of friends. Like I considered this person to be like one of my best friends, but they had a ton of friends. And I felt like I was like, they were like friends coming out the woodwork. I'm like, oh, you're friends with them too? Like, <laughs> like, oh, snap, you know, like, oh, everybody knows you. But what became really difficult was as life started lifing for me mm -hmm. and I was sharing all of the craziness that was happening with them, I noticed that other people would know what was going on or have at least some of the information of what was going on in my life. And I'm like, I've only shared this with two people. How do you know? And I started to see this as like friendship capital, right? Like I'm sharing something really deeply personal with you and because you're also trying to show that you're a friend to this other person, you're sharing it with them too. And, and in hindsight, like it took me a while to like try to, for, to work through that grief and forgiveness. I think in hindsight, this person, they didn't have bad intentions, but they did cause harm mm -hmm. by trying to be friendly with everyone, you know, and be a friend to everyone. And in a sense, I think they lost like almost all of their friends as a result. Mm. And ultimately it turned around on themselves. And so when I heard that, like I, I grieve for them because I'm like, I think you really wanted love and connection with people. Yeah. And in a sense, it just turned the situation around and you don't have that at all. 
So my perspective is based off of what I experienced, that it's better to have a close-knit group of friends. And I also think that it's easier to invest in your friendships when you have that close-knit group. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. And you pressed a button when you said about sharing something with a close friend and then all of a sudden people that are close to them know that might mm-hmm. need to be another episode. But <laughs> I think, I think um, a build that I would have. So my thoughts on this, I agree with what you said. I think for me, it's like, what are your intentions in friendships? Like, that's the first question that I think we should all ask ourselves, because if your intention is to be known and your intention is just to know a lot of people and know a lot about a lot of people, then, and I'm being very biased here. I understand that. This is my personal perspective. So not shooting anybody down that's friends with the world, right? But like my perspective is like, what is your intention in having a hundred friends? Like not, and and I want to be clear that when I say friend, I don't mean people you're friendly with, right? Like if you're, you should be nice to everybody. That's what makes the world go around. We should all, all be nice to each other. But like, if you're trying to keep up with like, a list of 20 to 30 people and spreading yourself all over there. Like one, like, does that give you energy? Maybe it does. Maybe that's okay. Right. But I just think it's important to understand what's your intention. Like if that's where you get your energy from and you're able to give and receive from those friendships in a healthy way, then there's nothing wrong with that. Right. Like I'm not trying to shoot that down, but for me, from what I've observed and just from people I've been friends with, similar to what you described that have like a ton of friends, for me, it just always felt like it's just this perspective of being known and knowing a lot of people and everything is so surface that I'm like, what are you actually getting from this friendship? Yeah. For me, I feel like it's important to be friendly with everyone unless they're not nice. (laughs) Then we handle business. Okay. But I think, you know, it's important to, it's important to be friendly, but I just think we need to be purposeful and choiceful in who we allow into the deeper parts of our lives for some of what you said, you know, but also just, I just think it's important to have intentions in why you want to be friends with that person. What, you know, what can you give to them? What are you also receiving from them? That's going to help you both elevate in your life. And I just feel, and maybe this is just a me thing. Maybe it's possible to do with 30 people, but for me, I just think that's tough. And I feel like, you know, I've had a lot of friends come and go throughout my whole life, but my close circle of friends has remained for, you know, 15 to 20 years. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Mo. So before we wrap up, one more question. Do you have any tips or thoughts that you want to share with people on how they can build deeper connections and meaningful friendships? Yes, I do. (laughs) I'm going to say this. I think that when people show you who they are, believe them. That can be like absolutely a negative thing, but it could also absolutely be a positive thing too. I think that a lot of us, we may meet someone or we may connect with someone and we have certain expectations of them. And I think we have to be realistic about not putting expectations on someone and really just letting them be or show up in our lives how how they actually are that we're not creating an imaginary sense of like who this person is mm. um i've been blessed to watch my parents have really long-term friendships my mom's best friend was like her friend from elementary school mm. and she was just like 
who she is now, like I could tell that she was she was like that when we were kids. And she's had to say, like, you know, we've had our ups and downs, but I love her. That's who she is. And I really learned to embrace that more. You give yourself more peace when you're like, you know what, this is who this person is. And I'm just going to accept that that's who they are. But I can't change that, right? I can encourage them to be better, but it's really on them if they want to be better or not. So give yourself that peace and be patient in finding like who is going to accept you for who you are. So before we wrap up, let's go over a few recipes for building meaningful friendships. The first is be selective. This isn't to say that you can't or shouldn't have a lot of friends. Whether you have 50 friends or three friends, that's entirely up to you. My advice here is to be choiceful with who you let into your life. Just as friends have the ability to lift you up and to elevate your life, they can also bring you down. For example, maybe you have had a friend or two that somehow got you wrapped up in their drama and it actually ended up creating problems in your own life. Or maybe it's a friend that has behaviors that actually might trigger you. I remember having a friend in the past that always used to crack jokes about her friends. And it usually was about things that the friends were insecure about. And she knew that we were insecure about them. So why would she think it's okay to make jokes about it? Just out here making us self-conscious for no reason. I had to let that friend go. Life's too short to entertain any type of friendship that's going to drain you and not add anything to your life. The next recipe is keep competition out of your friendships. We talked about this earlier, but in true friendships, you should be encouraging one another. If you find yourself in a friendship where you constantly feel like you're in competition, that's not healthy. Nobody likes a one-upper. So if you have a friend that gets visibly bothered or annoyed when something good happens to you or something good happens for you, those alarm bells should start going off. A friend that can't stand to see you win is not a friend at all. And if anything I said is something that you do in your friendships, I would suggest you pause and think about why that is. It's likely nothing to do with your friend at all. It probably stems from some type of insecurity, fear, or past experience that you've had. Don't let your past taint your ability to be a good friend. The better friend you can be, the better friends you'll attract. The last recipe is friendship is a two-way street. If you want good friends, you need to be a good friend. Friendship is not about what others can do for you. Think about the things that you want from your friendships or take that a step further. Think about the things that you feel are missing within your friendships. If there's someone you feel like maybe they never check to see how you're doing, just using that as an example, my question to you is, do you check to see how they're doing? If not, maybe just start there. Be the friend to them that you want them to be to you. And if you do these things and your friend isn't reciprocating it, then it's time to communicate that to them. Maybe they aren't self-aware enough to realize and having a conversation with them would help. Mo, thank you for, for joining me today. This was fun. So I hope it was fun for our listeners. Um, <laughs> definitely would love to have you back for another episode sometime. I hope that everyone enjoyed this as much as we did. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. I look forward to chatting with you all again next week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. God bless. And that's a wrap. Another candid chat among friends. If today's episode resonated with you, 
hit that follow button, share the episode with your friends and leave a review. I would love to hear what resonated most and love to hear any of the thoughts that you have on the episode. Hope to see you soon. And don't forget to drop your questions or insights on our Instagram at Ressa's Take.